Over the last two decades, I've been on a quest to learn everything I can about leadership, obsessed with what makes the best leaders so good. After running companies small and large for the last 20 years, today I speak on stages all across the world to audiences who are interested in that same question. My name's John Laredo, and I'm your host. I invite you to join me on this journey as we explore this topic. What makes the best leaders so good? Welcome to Tomorrow's Leader. All right, welcome to today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader, where we dive deep on all things leader-related, related to leading you and leading other people. So I was working with a company not long ago, and uh, they were dealing with a situation. This was a company that had multiple spots, locations all around the country, and uh, they had promoted one manager to a location, to an opportunity, to a higher level. Uh, to run an organization in another part of the country. Really nice promotion, great job, and uh, well-deserved. So I was talking to the individual, and and he was telling me about this whole situation and kind of exploring it with him and going through all the different things that uh, he's going to need to be prepared with and everything like that. And he brought up one thing that just shocked me. He said, you know, I'm making this, I got this new job, and uh, this will end up being a eight-month transition. And I said, okay, well, what do you mean transition? What, what kind of transition? And he said, well, I, I need to kind of ease into this, phase into this new role. And um, I've also got a lot of stuff I need to kind of wrap up with my other job and this and that. And uh, I said, okay, well, I I'm kind of confused. What do you mean? What do you mean ease into this? I mean, what what is this really going to look like? And this new job was running an organization, so it's really being the the, the head person in this new site, and definitely a really demanding role, um, a challenging situation that he was going into because it was a kind of a turnaround type of job. And um, he had worked really hard at his prior spot to get and earn this promotion, right? He had done all the right things for the last few years and obviously made a real big impact there. And uh, what he was explaining to me is he said, you know, I have so many things going on at my other location. Uh, My boss has asked me to stay on for a period of time uh, for this eight month period of time and and basically do both of these roles. So kind of part time still work on my other my old role uh, and actually be in that old site. And then part of the time would be to take over this new opportunity and uh, do that for eight months until I actually make the full switch. Now, this office was an office that had, you know, a full operations team. I mean, full uh, business uh, structure. I mean, there were a lot of people there. There were multiple, multiple actually sites for this new spot. And I said, well, how are you going to do that? I mean, honestly, how, how do you envision this is a hard enough job you're jumping into here? It's a promotion. So it's a new role. You don't know the new role. And anytime anybody gets promoted, you're never quite ready. Everybody, you know, feels a certain level of anxiety and you're going into the unknown and listen you got to really come out of the gates the right way you got to be strong you got to make sure things get off the right start how are you going to do that if you're doing this other job and he didn't really have a good answer and I said well I'll tell you how you're going to do it you're not (laughs) I mean you're literally you're not going to be able to do it there's no way and uh, I said you know what what you have to realize is ultimately 
you have to think about a few things. What is the message that the new team that you're taking over gets when you're there part-time and you're easing into it and you're still holding on to what you were doing in your old role? I said, the message they get is, okay, we've got a new leader that's part-time, right? That's halfway in. Maybe he has one foot in and one foot out. He's kind of testing the waters. He's dipping his toe in the water just to see how it is and try this out. So their receptivity to this person, their readiness for this person is not going to be really high. Their, their devotion to this person is not going to be really high because they don't see him being ultra, ultra de- devoted to them, right? It's just impossible. And that's, this is not a knock on him. Uh, it's just the stupidest, most dumb idea I think I've ever heard. And this is not, again, this is not shame on this person. This is really his boss that ultimately is the person that's putting him in a position to lose. And it will guarantee not work. It will, he, the, the, this will lead to a very slow, painful failure. So ultimately, and, and here's really what, what this comes down to. And I went to the other leader, the, uh, the, this, this individual's boss. And I said, why are you doing this? <laughs> like, why are you holding on to this person and having him make a transition over eight months versus letting him jump in with both feet because it's a tough role. You have to jump in. You have to dive into this and immerse yourself into it and give him every opportunity to succeed. Instead, what you're really doing is you're, you're sending him out in a marathon and putting a backpack of 60, 70 pounds on his back. I mean, you're putting him at a significant disadvantage. There's no way he's going to be able to perform at his most. I said, and his answer was, well, you know, he, there's so much uh, that, he's got, that he's got his hands on right now. He's running different programs within an organization. He's so valuable that if he's gone and he's, and he's not here, I'm just afraid that things are going to fall apart. Okay? And I, I said, I, I get it. But you are ensuring his failure. There's no question about it because you cannot physically do that and you can't make a slow transition. You have to be fully committed to a new role that you have, especially one that's a promotion that's going to be that type of challenge. I said to this other leader, I said, the whole essence of what we do is we're promoting people, developing people. And every time I've done this, and there have been times where I've had some absolute A players that got promoted to another location, and that's a great thing. I always felt great about it. But yeah, I was always a little nervous because you've got this now big empty void for what impact this person had in your organization. And yeah, you know, it's natural to be concerned that, okay, what is that going to actually mean? And, and is that ultimately, is it going to hurt their, our organization? There are leaders out there that truly will not promote people, they will not move people in a positive direction in their organization or even help them along in their career path because of this fear. And they're trying to protect their organization so they ultimately hurt other people. Now, in this situation, this is who's hurt. It, hurt. The new manager who got the promotion, the new office who should be benefited by this new manager's full commitment, full attention, full dedication and devotion, they're getting hurt. They're not going to get the leadership they need. The old office is getting hurt because they're getting him part-time. The old office is also getting hurt because they're not enabled. They're now eight months away from moving in a new person and, and starting with a new you know, team and whatnot and building around that person. They're now pushing back that, that uh, transition. I mean, the whole thing is just a mess. 
So I, I, I bring this up because it's a it's a absolute certainty that you are going to lead someone to failure. Uh, and I see leaders do this a lot. You have to ultimately realize that your job as a leader is to develop people. And in many cases, that means develop them to the point where they are so good that they've outgrown the opportunity maybe in that organization or your organization. And now it's ready for them to take the next step, especially if you're part of a large organization that's nationwide or globally and there's a lot of spots as a leader, your job is to help people reach their goals, right? And help that person have as big of an impact as possible. You can't do that if you're holding on to your people. You just can't do it. And ultimately, that type of person is going to leave anyway, right? So you've got to prepare your organization for the fact. And I used to talk to my teams all the time about the fact that, hey, when we promote somebody, that's, that's a great thing. Yeah, we may lose that person. But we ultimately, that's going to open up opportunity for other people, Right? There's nothing better than promoting people in your organization because then that creates a positive buzz. Right? Everybody else, the A players, feel like, okay, you know, I got an opportunity. They'll see other people get promoted and they'll say, hey, you know, I saw what that person did and how they got promoted. And now that's motivating. Now other people are kind of you know, chomping at the bit to try and get involved and, and get on that leader track so that they can get an opportunity as well. There's nothing better than promoting people in your organization and having that culture of promoting from within. But you got to do it the right way. You can't, you, can't, you can't push people in a position where they're going to have to put one foot in one side, one foot in another. What happens when people straddle the fence? And this is the other side of it. As a leader, you've got to put your people in the best position to succeed. As that person, when you have one foot in one place and one foot in another place, it's just, it's impossible to do it. You can't ultimately, you know, I, I wouldn't want my, my laser eye surger, surgeon to be half in. You know, I wouldn't want him to have this be his side gig. I'd want to make sure that he or she is like fully invested in their business and ultimately my eyeball. Right. The same thing with my heart surgeon or my doctor or the lifeguard, you know, watching me and watching my kids at the pool or at the beach. Right. I want to make sure they're focused 100 percent. They're they're in it to win it. They're fully committed. OK, so when you are one foot in and one foot out, you're testing the water. You have no ability to put in everything you need to to overcome the obstacles. You have no ability to really, truly make the right decisions for that organization or for that, what that business needs. You can't because you're there part time. You're kind of, you know, dabbling a little bit. You know, this situation, actually, this new office, there were some issues that needed to be dealt with. And this leader just wasn't in a position or wasn't going to be in a position to be able to do it because it wasn't there, wasn't, wasn't involved, wasn't part of it as much. So I see people question why they're not having big success. And the question I would ask is, are you fully committed? Are you 100% in it? Or are you just dabbling? Are you just sticking a toe in the water? Are you just trying it out? Are you, eh, well, let me see how, how I'm going to do with this. And I see that with all different types of areas of life, not just business, but all different types of area of life. And a lot of times the reason is because people are afraid of failure, right? They don't want to fully commit because... You know, hey, it's easier to accept the failure if I'm only dabbling in it because then I can justify in my mind why I failed. Well, you know, I didn't really put 100% into it anyway. Well, guess what? That's a really sad way to live life. I mean, really. Okay, try putting 100% in and see what happens. Okay, at least if you fail, you know, you're going to fail knowing you did everything you can. Okay, versus the stressful, painful failure that occurs when you dabble. 
and you try to do a big, big task that requires a full-time effort and you try and do it with just a little bit of time or a little bit of effort and a little half commitment level. So, all right, I'm done. <laughs> Wanted to get that out there. But that's our leadership lesson for today. Uh, as a leader, promote, promote, promote. Develop people. Let them take on the new opportunities. Don't hold them back. Let them go full force into it. Cut the cord. Make sure they have nothing to look back on at all and they're fully invested in this new endeavor and that will not only help them that will help the new organization and believe it or not that will help you because that's great leadership so thanks for tuning in everybody i appreciate all your likes your suggestions your shares your comments uh keep on doing your thing and we'll talk to you next time thanks everybody thanks for joining us on today's episode of tomorrow's leader for suggestions or inquiries about having me at your next event or personal coaching, reach me at john at loritogroup.com. Once again, that's J-O-H-N at L-A-U-R-I-T-O-G-R-O-U-P.com. Thanks. Lead on.